Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. Uh, I'm here with uh, the fastest man in podcasting, wearing his race suit right now, Nicholas Chase. I like to show up prepared. Yeah. So. And the burrito eating can't even say anything because his mouth's full of burrito, snacks, and laundry. You know, when your nickname is Snack, you're really good at talking with your mouthful. Yeah, that's true. Jack shows up eating. We've never gotten anybody complain about us eating on the podcast before. Actually, the one time we got a complaint about that, we weren't even eating on the podcast. It was just like bad mics or something. I think it was somebody rustling a bag of chips. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have been eating at some point at least like 75% of the time on all of our podcasts. Yeah, unlike me, who just holds off dinner and then gets a clean episode recorded and starves. No, the last 10 minutes, you're just like, okay, whatever, we don't care, next topic. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It sucks. So anyways, guys, it's been a while since we've been together. Uh, lots of stuff has happened. There's reasons that we took break a break from the podcast. Um, we don't need to get into that. But for right now, I want to catch up because Nick's only here for the first 20 minutes. So let's catch up with uh, some announcements from the team because the team is growing in 2023. And no one better talk about that than Nick. And Nick's also been doing some crazy stuff with Super League. He almost raced, but they said, sorry, you can't get the that ugly mug <laughs> graphics. So you're not racing Malibu. But yeah, go ahead and talk about the team stuff first, Nick. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. It's, it's taken up probably, I would say 60% of my day is figuring out how we can make us better. Well, even when I'm on the bike, I'm texting or whatever. Like I'm, I've nonstop been doing this for the last probably two months um, to try to make sure that we have good footing for next year. And it's not just been me. Um, you know, we've got a business partner, Adam Meredith, who's going, who's been helping me diligently. Um, he'll be, he'll probably be on the podcast eventually to talk about why he actually cares so much about helping us. So we, he's been a great asset. Um, so what's happening is we're going to branch off into a few more verticals. So if you are a longtime listener and you wanted to become more of the community of Real Tri Squad and participate, come out to races and show, show support, we'll have an actual team. Um, I know there's a lot of teams out there. We've talked about this before. However, I think that we have gained a lot of notoriety in front and fans and friends. And I think that there's people who would like to wear the same colors we do and come to the training camps and take part in some of the monthly calls we do and just portray the lifestyle um, along with us. So I think that's really what we wanted to do is create a, you know, probably limit it to like a hundred people, but we're going to open that up officially. Probably by the time this is out, we'll have a sign up sheet on our website and also um, we'll have social media stuff going on. So that's going to be part um, of the team. The other part's going to be from a more developmental side. We believe in giving back to the sport and helping others grow. And even though you're not like a full-time professional athlete, or maybe you're just starting out, we want to support still. 
because there's nothing right now that helps out those types of athletes. So we'll have a developmental side, which is going to be those athletes who are coming back from injury, illness, they want to get back after it, or maybe let's say they're just starting their pro career and they want help marketing, networking, and getting to know things better, or you're an influencer and you've been in the sport and you've got a ton of following and you want to be part of us. Um, we also have like cool CEOs who own their own companies who are just jazzed to be part of it. And, uh, a Dakar moto racer, um, that I coach, he wants to represent too. So that's awesome. He rides mountain bikes all the time. It's awesome. And then we'll have the six person, hopefully eventually eight person, uh, professional team. So that's kind of what we're doing guys. And you've heard about it enough. I'm sorry that you had to hear it again. However, I think that if you are listening out there and you want to be part of it, we'd love to chat. Obviously you're here listening to us. So we'll do more age group episodes, maybe host some folks on here who will, will raffle off the guest of the month or something for a million dollars, I think. Okay, yeah. That sounds <laughs> yeah. Good. So just go ahead and cash it in. So, so yeah, what that's about it, people, What about people who aren't, you know, going to be on the full on age group team? Can they like, are they going to be able to buy our swag and stuff? Yeah. So our team store will always be available on all of our like link trees and on our website and websites, real And what you can do there is buy our wheels that we use, our blue, our wetsuits from blue 70, our Rolf wheels, um, our nutrition that we'll be partnering with. There's some big partnerships we're going to be announcing as well, but we're a little too early to really put the hatchet in the old, what do you put a hatchet in head wall? The wood, stump, I guess. Wood. Anyways, we haven't buried the hatchet on a couple of those. Um, so we'll, you could purchase our team race gear um, from Jack Rue. The store will kind of be running all the time and there'll be deadlines. Um, but as you order, you can race in our new Sonic kit probably next year. Uh, wear our Vibe, cool podium shirts, etc. So we'll have a team store. If you're not part of the age group team, you just want to save some money, we'll hook you up too. Yeah, we'd love to see you racing in the kit like you know, that supports us tremendously as well. Even if you're not on the age group team and perhaps you don't want to make the full commitment of the age group team, even though it's probably not much of a commitment. Uh, but one question is we, Nick is always dropping names uh, or like athletes that are super rich or super like connected. Nick, do you coach like any princes like Middle Eastern? princes? Or <laughs> I kind of wish I did. We'd probably... start the live triathlon team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had some of that Saudi Arabian oil money or something. No, we would be a different funded team. I think that's kind of what makes us different right now is we aren't just completely bankrolled by like some anonymous wealthy folk. Um, we're really hustling to get. But we're happy to be if somebody wants to. <laughs> <laughs> Depending, as long as it's not blood diamond type money, of course. Okay. Well, if it is, just don't tell us. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Just be like, oh yeah, no, I just inherited it. Yeah. Um, um, so we, but yeah, we're, we're stoked on the team. I'm stoked to get an age group team going because that lets us be more connected with you guys. And um, also the tri kit that Nick is currently wearing, which you probably can't see, but I feel like we do have to release a video of this somewhere. Well, um, I put it on Instagram. I'd be on my own developing thing. the crap out of that thing. We've this is like version like five. It's like really, really close to being ready, honed in. We're going to be wearing it at 70.3 Worlds. It's going to be fast. And we really did, you know, put them, you know, 
through the the ringer in terms of like, oh, we need this a little bit different. This got to be faster. This has got to be better because uh, we wanted to have one of the fastest sleeve kits out there. So Whoa. that's going to be available. And Jackaroo price point is legit reasonable. And their turnover time isn't like three, four months. It's like two to three two weeks. weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Um, I just realized the current version that I'm wearing right now has a pocket on the right side quad that's very slim i didn't even know it was there i couldn't even tell so that's could be an option jackson garrick do you like having a pocket near the bottom of your leg yeah that's where i'll keep my phone in the race <laughs> <laughs> it's big enough for three fingers to fit in there it could be good for a gel on the run or something yeah right? perfect for gel on the run typically go salt. for just no pockets for for me for a half but if it's you know Solid for foals is totally different. I feel like you want like all the pockets. You're like, give me 46 pockets. I was trying to get a pocket on the inside zip, like when you open it up, having like a little like a brief like a secret wallet pocket, like you have in a dress coat. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, anyways, that might <laughs> like happen. the Patrick so, the Patrick Langham pocket. No, that's for his wiener. It's <laughs> <laughs> for his hammer. Um so Super League, I have been fortunate enough to get in, in with the Super League crowd. And that means I'm kind of a I'm going to be taking over more of a team manager role uh, on the full-time thing next year. This year I'm kind of just getting my feet wet and seeing what's about. So I went to Malibu. Uh, I drove out there in a Tesla, which was just terrible. It was <laughs> it was great on the gas prices, but it just doesn't it took like nine hours for a six-hour drive. Was not feeling it. Um, so that was the only problem with that, but I get to hang out with the likes of people I've grown up seeing. I didn't realize there was such, you know, stardom there. It was like, obviously Chris McCormick's there. Um, Tim Don, um, Stuart Hayes. There's a bunch of Olympians obviously who are competing like the Brownlee, Johnny Brownlee hung out with him a little bit. So I get to rub shoulders with just folks in the industry who are incredibly talented, well-versed, and they love it more than probably us. Um, so yeah, that's been cool. And I'm going to France for Toulouse, which will be this coming weekend. Um, a cool format. It's like a mix up format where they swim, bike, run. Then I think they do bike, run, swim. And then they do like a run bike swim. I don't know. It's like they switch it all up for, and it's continuous. So it's nuts. And if you get, if you're 90 seconds off, the leader for each wave you get eliminated so pretty crazy god it sounds horrendous to actually compete in it's, i almost had to compete like you said so one of the guys on my team got sick race morning like we woke up and he's like i'm sick and then ronnie and tim and michael the ceo i was like well i've got everything i'll race and then for like a good two hours everyone was considering it and then the production crew was like this is a multinational broadcast. We don't have graphics. No one's going to know who the hell you are. It's different languages. <laughs> um, so it just didn't work out, but I absolutely almost got my ass kicked like Cam Worth. Dude, How long Cam, Cam Worth put sunglasses on. He I did? saw him putting sunglasses on and I'm like, this is like, you're going to run a mile. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the way they said, oh, I forgot my gel. Better go back and get it. <laughs> yeah, somebody went back for sunglasses once. And I was like, why? Uh, but you get race brain and forget kind of stuff. But yeah, Cam, his transitions compared to those youngsters, it was just like so different. And then 
yeah, he didn't, he didn't, unfortunately he didn't make the first round. Um, he got, he got ran down by, I think he missed it by 10 seconds. So there was a 90 second cutoff and he barely had it. So it was just a swim that got him. He, you know, that's it. Like the swim in those races, if you can't have contact or be within 10 seconds. And then if you can't, if you lose like literally a second or two in transition, you're off the pack and then you're 10 seconds to 30 seconds down on the run finish. So it's really crazy. There's no, no room for error in super league. And the broadcast is so good. Unlike some of the other long course stuff where you see like three people the whole time, these, these guys focus on every athlete. Yeah. Super league's legit. I love that broadcast and uh, just the racing style is so exciting. Yeah. I, I didn't know what I was missing out on until I was like at one and I was like, Holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah, last year, I think it was around this time. Well, it would have been around this time last year. Well, I was trying to talk about Super League on here, and you're like, never even heard of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was about to maybe mention that, but I thought about doing Super League earlier this year, and I was sort of like invited to participate, and it's like, well, I'm going to probably get last, so maybe not. <laughs> well, you would have at least gotten a fee to show up and or an appearance fee. Um, I think it's just about promoting the brand ultimately just showing some support. I think that's why Cam Worth did it. Cause I mean, I think he's probably like would have been in Girona otherwise. Well, he could have, that was a weird thing is he could have done Dallas and like probably done pretty well. They use I know <laughs> I was really curious about that, but well, he has a place down there. He has a place near uh, like in California. Yeah. Oh, okay. He used to live there right, right outside LA. So he's, definitely well-versed in the area um taylor spivey i didn't know she was like lived right there either and she was on my team and she won so i was like learning about everybody it's crazy um so st george worlds is coming up real quick and that's another thing i've been doing is finding helping to find homestays for all the pros who keep messaging me like like it's hey nick uh, what do you think you got a camper i can just borrow i'm like i got a tent <laughs> But the community here in St. George has been opening their doors for professionals for homestays for you know forever. So it's not hard to find. But it's cool. I get I I'm gonna just boast about this because I'm excited. I get to like train with Ben Canute on starting on like the sixth of October. It's gonna be awesome. My hero. Sick. My hero because he can outswim everyone. Uh I have a question um about that race. So the run course is different this year. Is it the, is it really, I heard it's on like a golf course. Is it going to be more hilly? Otherwise the bike's probably pretty much the same. Obviously the swim's the same. Oh um, uh, yeah. Swim's the same. Ellie salt house and I rode the bike course like two days ago. No drama. Um, they got rid of some of the mileage grabs. So it's a little bit less out and back. Um, the run course though, it reads a little easier, but it's still, it's like half up, half down. Like, you don't get to finish on that really long downhill anymore. Um, and you have to run on the golf course, which actually has some pretty steep bits in there as well. And I don't know if they're going to have you run on only the cart path or if there's going to be crossing over some of the, the greens or fairway. I'm sure they will. Um, but I, I, have, I mean, it could be a bunch of dips and dodges and ducks and craziness in there. So the finish isn't down diagonal anymore. It is, I think... I have to look at it. I have to look at it again to see if you go down diagonal down to that Vernon Werther park, and then you go up to main street and then down like that steep bit. So I think that's how you finish. You're not running down diagonal the whole time. And it's still going to be a lot of slight grades up and down the entire time. 
um, you're just going to miss out on some of the really, really steep bits. Brig, it says turn left on the tabernacle. It's like the second la last direction. Isn't that that dirty old steep downhill? Uh, no, tabernacle's flat. Okay, good. Yeah, cool. so tabernacle, it's probably going to take you right by the Iron Man statue. Yeah. And then okay. you just round that and then finish. Sweet. Pretty pretty cool, though. Um, Yeah, thanks for asking so many good questions, guys. I feel so important. You are important, Nick. Thanks. Um, question. Um, how do you guys think? Well, we got to talk about Kona a little bit, don't we? Is that the time for now? Now the time for All that? right. Let's just go ahead and shotgun top three men and women. Oh, Jackson, Garrick, myself, Reddy, and Garrick, go. Uh, for men, I'm going to go Blumenfeld, Eden, and Curry. I love it. And women? um lcb i'm gonna go oh daniela reef um lucy charles and ann hauck whoa all right well i guess i guess we can't pick the good <laughs> the the surefires although i would i would have the same top two on the men and then i'd just throw patrick lange in there because that guy just he's only had his one ridiculous iron man this year he's due for his second i think um yeah. Hasn't it been? So yeah. And then yeah, women's side. Uh I'm gonna throw a bit of a wrench in there and go Daniela for the win. And uh <clears throat> I'm gonna say Ann Haug second and Jocelyn McCauley for third for the dark horse. She's been racing nice. super well. True story. And she's on the she's on the Ventum. So and she's, she's been riding super well and she's never been as strong on the mid distance as long. So I feel like she might be able to pull one out of, you know, her, her Kona odds must be pretty low. I haven't looked, um, but that'd be cool. I'm going to say for the win, Tim O'Donnell. Nice. Got a good chance. I think uh, he's going to outkick Gustav because <laughs> Gustav's never been to that heat and that island and that's tim's home base right you know he did really well they there. probably like created a kona in like norway they're like well we'll just <laughs> take this building here and just pump it full of freaking heat and everything and it'll be fine and uh third place probably yeah probably gustav but wait you already called him for second i meant oh. no i meant blumenfeld second oh okay gustav third i don't even they're the same people <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then for the women, that's a toughie. I think Lucy Charles, just because she's come out of the woodwork and destroyed everything in the last couple of months, like it doesn't exist. Short course, long course, championships, whatever. Um, and then I think Sarah Crowley for third, just because she was a couple of years ago. I think she can get it back. And then for second place, I, I mean, I don't have a full start list. I don't know who's going. I'm going to say Sky Monch, just because she lives up the street by four hours <laughs> so dark dark horses i'm gonna go for on the man i'm gonna go colin chartier oh, Ooh, yeah and uh on the women i'm gonna go uh heather jackson that's yeah. dark all right uh nick you go first on for before me here because i'll go last uh, dark horse for the boys matt sam long Oh, okay. You almost took mine. Uh, is he racing? For... 
No, Sandlock's not even racing. Yeah. No, it's real dark then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm surprised nobody's mentioned Magnus Ditlev. He could friggin' do something. Ditlev's my dark horse. I mean, that boy is just a rocket ship. Uh, <laughs> and then and for the women, who's going that I haven't thought of yet? List me some names. Oh, I just had it up. Okay. Uh, how about Fenella? She raced long course? Yeah. Yeah, she's stoked on... Uh... She was second at uh, Roth or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say she could she could go really well. So that's it. All right. Well, for me, I'm gonna go Matt Hansen because that guy is like he's due the most coin flip guy. He's either like unreal, like either winning or podium, or he's like, oh shit, I was last all day and then I made my way into halfway on the run or something, <laughs> like. It's crazy. Um, so I think he's going to have one of, I think he is going to figure out the Kona this time and have a good one. But so that's him for that. And then I, I'm going to go Sarah Crowley on the women because, you know, she's, nice. she's going to come back and have a solid, a solid day. I wouldn't be shocked if she was a top three or a top five. I should have said probably Danielle on there too, but I missed out on that opportunity. Yeah, he did. Whatever. Yeah, but if she's not in there, there she's had bad days in Kona. She's gotten sick. She's coming back though. She's coming back. Yeah, she's back. She just won world championship. Like, yeah, she's unreal. Let's also talk about how bullshit Kona's getting for price for travel. You guys should expand on this once I peace out in a second. Yeah, talk about how expensive it is now, and how Iron Man has even bullied out the Blue Seventy coffee boat. Which, if you didn't know, that happened. They've had that for like ten years. They've chartered the same boat they reserve it every year in iron man basically i don't have you don't how do they have control over that well they like basically were like well this is our reservation um if you want to get anywhere near our swim course you know anyways the bottom line is they took it i don't know all the details i do have some connections with blue 70 to know some of the details but the bottom line is they strong-armed their way into that reservation that has been long held and they took it so things are things be a change in um in world championship at Kona. Yeah, is this the beginning of the end for um Kona? Well, they're also having a hard time getting volunteers. They shortened uh or they yeah, made less volunteers uh stations, right? Yeah. Less less aid stations. Yeah. What'd you say, Garrick? It was 10 on the so run. It used to be so this is I haven't seen this listed officially. I'm sure it's on they probably it's probably in the athlete handbook. But according to Brad Culp, um, who's not the most reliable source at times, but he said they changed. So for the bike, they changed uh, the aid stations from, I believe it's every seven miles, to every 10 miles, and then every uh, one mile on the run to every 1.6 miles. So that's two and a half K you have to run before hitting an aid station on the run. Wait, the bike, that sounds like too many aid stations. Um, all right. Hey, I got to roll into this next Zoom call, but I'll yep. miss you guys dearly. Have fun. Bye. All right. All right. Peace. Um, it might have been 10 to 16 miles. Let's, uh, because I feel like even 10 miles, that's like 12 aid stations on the bike, isn't it? There's a lot of aid stations. Yeah. Um, um but... but I think, hold on. I sent it to the group, right? Yeah. From seven miles to 10 miles. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the run, then the run... From one to 1.6. Yeah, I think the that's, run one is huge. That's, that's gonna hurt bad. Yeah. 
that's see now we're up to like close to what 2.8k or something people are running slow af once they're starting to blow up like that's yeah, a that's, while. that's almost that's 2.5 i think it's almost exactly 2.5 yeah um, yeah i mean when you have a two-day event and you come in and you just take over the whole island the locals are probably some of them probably aren't too stoked on it anymore um yeah i mean that's gonna happen um a lot of pushback um also with the aid stations so since they've increased the entry to getting into kona that also means there's going to be a lot more slower athletes who are super dependent on those aid stations yeah um, especially and if walking two and a half k like freaking it's gonna take lionel forever to get from aid station, to aid station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah poor lionel i think I, I haven't seen it but i heard his recent video was like pretty uh low confidence level yeah he doesn't have the highest of confidence level um right now like that video is mostly just him swearing okay well i could watch that That'd be he fun. did an iron man sim and uh, yeah, it was mostly just him swearing. And then Colin Charty actually had a great workout, though. Yeah, good for Colin. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, Iron Man, I feel like they're not trying to play nice with anyone these days, um, which isn't too cool. I mean, I don't know. I just, th they've got this like point where they're the only brand that anyone really cares about in North America. Um, and so they're taking advantage of that. But, I do hope it starts to change. Like I do hope age groupers start to race clash age groupers start to race PTO races um, a lot, because these are the organizations that actually give a shit about the sport and about the athletes and the pro athletes, not only the pros, like the age groupers, like the age group experience, they really care about. I don't feel like Ironman does much anymore. Like they just try to charge as much as they possibly can get away with, go in, extract as much money as they can and get out um i don't know it's uh at the same time like they have the most pro races they support like there is a lot of support for the pros there and i they do a good job with the races so i'm kind of like you know a little bit mixed feelings on it i guess they are the standard right mm -hmm. when it comes to it um but it is a business at the end of the day so they do need to make money and i know a lot of people are frustrated about how easy it is to qualify for Kona now. Um, and it's, it's not like this huge accomplishment to make it, which it's still a giant accomplishment. And I think maybe we're looking at it like, because it seems like everyone got a spot because it's like three years delayed. Right. So, so many people, yeah. are running, um, and we don't really know how easy it's going to be to stack up, especially in those like really competitive age group, um sections like the men 40 to 44 or <clears throat> really 40 to 60 like those are the really competitive age groups to make it um but i was talking to a guy in the change room <laughs> the other day and he was like dude like the cost to go to this race is absurd now like forget about trying to book something anywhere near the race at like a reasonable cost it cost him like 20 grand to go to this race God. yeah with flights and everything and that's uh that's insane i just i can't even imagine like i wonder how many people who are trying to qualify think it's like gonna be five grand or something and then they take their spot and they're like oh wait <laughs> yeah 
what do I do? So yeah. anyway, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a mixed thing. Cause yeah, they're going to try to get as much money out as they can, but like, isn't it also super hard to even find accommodation on the Island now? And people are having to stay really far away and take shuttles in and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's a hundred percent true. It's people are staying like hour, an hour away. I don't know the Island very well. I just, this is just from what I hear from people, but they're like hour and a half away, like stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this year shakes out. We'll get some, hopefully we can get some people who are at Kona on the podcast in terms of the racing. It's going to be super fast, crazy. Like the level of the sports just gone ridiculous. Like it seems like since the last Kona, there's like two times as many people who are as good as the people before. Um, like you've got people in there mixing it up now, like you're laid low and, and anger, for example, on the bike are going to like swim bike are crazy. Ditlev's obviously going to be pushing it. Like these are all guys who just weren't even around racing at that level, um, you know, a few years ago. So it's kind of going to be nuts. <laughs> no, yeah, no yawn, but it's still going to be like the most competitive year ever. Yeah. I mean, you still have the Norwegians. Um, like that's their first time out there. You know, like I said, you got Ditlev and, um, Lionel's back like you have the whole full podium from St. George that's going to be there the looking at the women's race you got Daniela Reef who's back Lucy Charles is back um, Ann Haug won last time in Kona she's obviously going to be there Sky Sky's going to be there she's freaking crushing it like she had an awesome race in St. George <clears throat> um be interesting to see how Tr- Sarah True goes in the heat again Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, what's, um, really unfortunate about Cat Matthews getting hit by the car, which is terrible. And, you know, we were just talking with, within the real tri squad of seeing if we can get involved some way to like, you know, help raise awareness or get involved with the charity or something to like actually help prevent people from getting hit by cars. Cause it's getting ridiculous. Um, I don't even ride my bike outside hardly ever literally i i probably have ridden outside an average aside from when i'm at a camp or something and maybe don't have a trainer as much i've when i'm at home i'm riding outside probably once every 10 days on average um which is like crazy like i used to only ride outside in the summer i wouldn't see my trainer all summer so it's just it feels like it's getting worse doesn't not like it does it does feel like it's getting worse um like that in the same way, all my hard riding is on the trainer and then easy riding. If I do go outside, it's either on gravel roads or it's on like a rail trail or something like it's almost exclusively on my gravel bike. And I try to stay away from <clears throat> paved roads, really. Yeah, uh, it's gotten. Yeah, it's, it's gotten a little out of hand. It's not terrible in Windsor out in the county because it's just not that busy and the roads are super flat, super straight. Obviously, I just said it not busy and cars can see you from a mile away. Uh and I know the roads too, but it's uh it's just terrible. Like around here in Michigan, it's super all the roads are super busy and sketchy and scary. And um that's something that we should probably touch on with regards to Kona. It always seems like someone gets hit. I know Kat got hit in um actually Kat a car pulled out in front of her. And she ran into the car, which is exactly what happened to Tim Don in Kona, but she was in Texas. And Matt Russell. Um, and Matt Russell. And those were the same year. 
Yeah. And that's terrifying, but not those guys were obviously, well, Matt Russell was in a race. Tim Don was totally in the right. We know that, but one thing I know the locals get really mad at are cyclists that just don't obey the laws um, of the road. And that can make it really sketchy for cars with cyclists and stuff because they could get hesitant they don't know what to do um obviously if you're running stop signs like that's not good i don't care if you're in the middle of of a hard interval or something you know plan it so that you're not running through a stop sign or a red light or something um like we need to be examples on the road of safety so cars can respect us and not get mad i know it's not as bad with like cyclists that like train and stuff like real cyclists it's more the commuters that are really bad, but they kind of lump everyone together. Yeah, so they do. Kind of and like you're, if you're in a university town or something, like I know in Hamilton, um, I've just been around that campus and like literally people just like ride on the wrong side of the road, no helmet going through intersections. Like it's just a totally different, like, yeah. you know, and it's, and people do. I, I mean, I think it's pretty uncommon for like people to intentionally hit a biker or whatever, but um it's definitely goes a long way if there's more respect for the cyclists on the road but also i think the main thing with people getting hit is just people not paying attention like not like they're texting or they're just totally doing something else not even paying attention to driving and i don't know if it's an issue specifically with cyclists like so much as just distracted driving and people not paying attention and it's cyclists it's also um like motorcycles it's just that when we get into an accident, whether we're on a bike, the stakes are just that much higher. Oh, for sure. Right? Like there's nothing to save us when we get hit by a car on our bike. Yeah. Like if you, if you, you know, compare the collisions that happen between cars and bikes, if you were in a, another a vehicle, if it was a vehicle on vehicle, usually it'd be like a really minor thing. It's like, Oh no, I broke my bumper. But when you're, when you're on your bike and you have no protection, it's like, horrendous getting hit by these you know 2000 pound 3000 pound vehicles so anyway i i don't know what the solution is but for me the solution for now is just don't ride the roads as very much um unfortunately but it would be certainly nice if there's a lot more awareness with you know being careful around cyclists and situations like common situations where you could like the most common one we've heard of like happened to sam long too earlier this year is a car pulling out either thinking they have time because bikes typically go slow and some people sometimes a time trial bike or a road bikes going really fast or just like pulling out before they look because they're just pulling out and they're like, Oh, if there was a car, they would have seen it. Um, which I feel like part of that is education. Like when I took my driver's course, I don't remember a single thing being mentioned about bikes. Yeah. About bike. It's yeah. not, it's just not a thing. People only look for cars when they're driving and that's the scary thing. Like that's what happened to Tamara someone was making a left-hand turn she was driving through the intersection and they there were no cars so they just freaking turned smashed right into her yeah it's it's bad but in any event we're going to try to get involved some way of you know a charity or you know get involved with bike safety company or something so stay tuned for that and in the meantime stay safe and don't be too afraid of the trainer if your roads are terrible in the time that you have to ride at is like rush hour um you know maybe the trainer's not a terrible option either but uh yeah another friend a friend of next from florida just died uh getting hit by a car as well so it's been a lot lately it's been tough
Yeah. And there's tons of cycling apps um, to make like working out on the bike a lot more doable. So there's like Velocity is a new app that's really cool. It's like live instructors. It's like a Peloton for people who really care about cycling. Uh, I think Nick Nick's has got a bunch, a bunch of, of videos on there. Yeah, he's, Nick's got a bunch of videos on there. Yeah, he filmed them all in his off season five days in a row last year. So yeah, uh, you can uh, go see him suffering and, and do that. And we're probably going to get involved with Velocity as well. Of course, there's Zwift. I'm using Zwift. I'm trying to get to level 60 now because um, they released that. So yeah. It just got that update. So I'm, it sucks. I'm, I was at 50 for like a year. Yeah. And I don't know. And it's like, I still have to start from 50 again. I've been sitting there for like a year. I'm like, can't you have all my XP? Just shoot me up. Yeah. So I read about that. So what they're doing is your banked experience, they dole it out as you go. So you get double experience for mileage. Okay. Until all your banked experience is gone. And it should say like, what your virtual level would be so for me it says like level 50 but then it's like level 53 is what i would be oh, okay so you're probably like ahead of me or yeah i think it's yeah i i wouldn't even know i didn't see it so but uh but anyways that's something to do just i guess ride an extra 10 hours a week to uh get that before worlds and then i'll be the best biker in the race yeah exactly <laughs> so uh, nick, anyways, uh, nick jack what are your plans leading into worlds from now um, I will be doing, uh, three week training here, three more weeks training here. Uh, so basically a four week solid block back at home conditions are probably kind of similar weather wise and everything. So it'll be good. And, uh, and then I'm going to just basically do my last week in, in, uh, Utah. So I'm probably going to go up to altitude for like a week or five or six days, just a really brief stint, mostly during the taper um and do a couple days in st george as well so looking forward to that race freaking really looking forward to a race that's not so damn hot and uh you know hilly course these things that i like that we haven't really had much in the races lately and um you know just kind of mixes things up like uh a lot of these guys who are super great in the heat maybe aren't as good in the cold and like it just switches everything up and, and you don't know what to expect but i've always had good days in st george so I really think I can have another one. Yeah, I think uh, if the temperature comes down, it just makes it a a better race. Yeah, it's nice to just not be like overheating the whole time. Like it's just every race, it's like, oh, it's not too hot. It's only 25 Celsius. Like <laughs> it's like we're just racing in such hot conditions all the time. And I get it because of water, like you can't race in the winter and stuff. But yeah, so well, you will be like in the 50s water temp and it'll be like probably in the forties or fifties for most of the day and maybe into the sixties on the run. So it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty cool. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be nice. Um, I, Ironman should just do more races in the South, like Southern, like in North America, like, you know, Florida, Texas, Alabama, Southern California during the winter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, it's just like there's one race. There's La Quinta Indian Wells. And then yeah. uh is that it? Uh yeah. And Texas is in April. Um, Oceanside is in April. And they also have races in Texas in like July or June. And it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, it is what it is. We, you know, take the advantages of the conditions when we can. And you are coming back for your first race, hopefully. 
still yep. on track for Mexico? Yeah. Well, I mean, the trip's booked, so but you gotta I'm do towing, it. I'm towing that start line no matter what. Speaking of cold races, we're going to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, according to the Ironman site, the average temperature is only 75 degrees. Oh wow. I'm sure. Uh, so anyway, that'll be fun. Garrick's hopefully going to get to Guelph and do a little bit of training with me, which will be fun. We haven't freaking trained together since when, like January, but you weren't even really training, I guess no. a bit. Yeah. Uh, so, so that'll be cool. And then he'll get ready for the really damn hot race in October in Northern Michigan. So yeah, I'll, uh, I don't know how that's going to go, but it's just, it doesn't matter. I just need to freaking race and not have some sort of bullshit setback happen. Yeah. Um, so you will, it'll be fun. Maybe me, you and Nick will swim and hopefully bike together and it'll be like a team, uh, team. Nick's bond. not going. Oh shit. Just me and you then. Yeah. Well, Leslie, you know, <laughs> yeah. she can catch us in the swim. <laughs> if you're really having a bad day, just wait for her and just have a good old time. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no but, it'll be fun it'll be good yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to that race. Yeah. it'll be a good time and uh you know we'll get to do a, a race trip together for the first time in like ages which literally ages 2021 or 2020 2021 2021 it was uh des moines and then that other race oh yeah yeah where your hips were the problem but yeah but we should probably let everyone just do their normal lives now and not have this podcast still going on and yeah i was gonna say i think this uh podcast has run its course as yeah. it says when he's hungry <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah right. keep keep an eye for the age group team we'll be announcing that and we want everyone to be a part of the squad so regardless at least buy our stuff yeah please do <laughs> all right guys thanks for for those of you that have made it to the end that came back started listening to us again because again we did have that that long break um and we did record a couple of episodes that just didn't make it out so i apologize for that uh but until next time peace Flying through the sky in my parachute Dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise On a one-man mission trying to see it through